Welcome back to the Retirement is Within Reach podcast. My name is Jerry Doherty. You know, for the past 10 years, I've been hosting a daily, yes, I said daily, radio program on a Massachusetts 50,000 watt radio station, WCRN. My show airs Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to noon. That's Eastern Time, of course. So if you'd ever like to tune in, just say Alexa, play WCRN, and you can listen to me on the radio as well as on this podcast. But I'm very happy that you stopped by today. If you're close to retiring or perhaps even recently retired, I assure you that the time that you spend with me here will be time well spent. This podcast is heard on all the major podcast outlets, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Android, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the other ones as well. We are wherever you are. Well, we're broadcasting from my studio in Westboro, Massachusetts, about 30 miles west of Boston. So let's get started on today's program. And I want to start by mentioning that I read a very interesting article in last weekend's Wall Street Journal. It was titled, You Might Live Longer Than You Think, Your Finances Might Not. Pretty interesting title to the article. And it kind of got me thinking. I like to tell stories before I lead into these points on retirement planning. And the article kind of got me thinking about Johnny Carson and the old Tonight Show. So, you know, Johnny Carson died way back in 2005. He was 80 years old when he died. And Carson hosted the Tonight Show for 30 years, from 1962 to 1992. Now, most baby boomers grew up laughing at Carson's witty slapstick brand of humor, delivered with the best facial expressions. Johnny was so unique in his ability to pull all of this off. I think my favorite routine was when Johnny would don a turban and become Karnak the Magnificent. Do you remember that? It was very funny. A mystic who could answer any question before it was asked. Welcome, welcome, welcome. May eternal bliss fill your clothing. Thank you. Something is. I have in my hands the envelopes. Can you see them? I know this sand blows into your eyes on the desert. A child of four could plainly see these envelopes are hermetically sealed. They've been kept in a mayonnaise jar on Funkenwagel's porch since noon today. No one knows the contents of these envelopes but you. In your mystical and borderline divine way will ascertain the answers, having never before seen the question. Now that, of course, who you just listened to was the great Ed McMahon explaining Karnak the Magnificent's mystical powers. He will give you an answer... And then later, you'll know what the question is. So let's pretend that you're lo- let's pretend that you or I could today sit with Karnak the Magnificent, and he were to answer, seventy-three years old. What do you think the question would have been? Well, maybe the question would have been, what's the age for someone born in 1950? Because somebody born in 1950 would be seventy-three years old. Because that that could be one of the questions. Maybe a few of you listening to me right now were actually born in 1950. Another question that could have been asked is, what's the life expectancy at birth for men in the United States? What's the life expectancy at birth for men in the United States? 73 actually would have been the correct answer to that question. Believe it or not, that's it. For men, life expectancy at birth is only 73 years old in the United States. By the way, For women, it's only 79 years old. And I guess another important question for Karnak the Magnificent to answer would be, when am I going to die? For living life to its fullest, wouldn't that be helpful to know when you're going to die? 
you know, when am I going to die? After all, if you knew that information, you might not be listening to me right now. You may be doing something a lot more fun. And for retirement planning purposes, knowing when you're going to die would be really helpful. Think about it this way. If you knew you were going to die next year, you'd probably like to spend every penny of your retirement savings this year. And you'd probably turn on your Social Security benefit this afternoon. But of course, none of us know with any conviction when we're going to die. So as a result, we proportion our retirement income withdrawals and we spread them out over our probable life expectancy. And according to the United States Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, in 2021, life expectancy of birth for men is about 73 years old and for women, it's about 79 years old. So what do you think? Do you think you're going to still be alive at age 73? What do you think about that? I bet that most of you probably anticipate still being alive at age 73. So in last weekend's Wall Street Journal, there was a, two, there was a page two article that I found very interesting. It's titled, You Might Live Longer Than You Think, Your Finances Might Not. Very prudent advice. In this article, the author, Josh Zumbrum, he writes about the Center for Disease Control and Prevention's life expectancy numbers, the same numbers we just discussed, 73 for men, 79 for women. And here's what he said referring to those life expectancy numbers. He wrote, this isn't the relevant figure to track. In fact, it's somewhat of an odd calculation derived by calculating how long a hypothetical infant would live if the age-specific death rates in the year 2021 prevailed throughout that infant's lifetime, end quote. Then the article goes on to make a very significant distinction. I want you to listen to this very carefully. The article points out the difference between your probable life expectancy versus the likelihood of you living much, much longer. More simply put, the Wall Street Journal is distinguishing between life expectancy and longevity. As the article states, life expectancy refers to the average number of years someone will live from a given age, whereas longevity refers to how long he or she might live if everything goes well. And it's typically expressed as the probability of living beyond a certain age, such as 85, 90, or even 100 years old. In simple English, the reality is, is many of you are going to live a lot longer than you're expected to. And although I think that in many ways that's very good news, it simultaneously poses a really big threat to retirement income planning. Yet despite that threat, the article states many people are ignorant of their longevity risk, living beyond their probable life expectancy. Here's an interesting statistic the Wall Street Journal article points out. According to the latest data from the Social Security Administration, the oldest members of Generation X, born in 1965, will reach their full Social Security retirement age of 67 years old in 2032. From that point forward, healthy, non-smoking men would have a 40% chance of living to age 90, and women would have a 57% chan chance of living to age 90. Those are really shockingly high statistics. So let's think about that for a minute. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention published data indicating that life expectancy at birth 
is 73 for men and 79 for women. But for Gen Xers, if you make it to age 67 and are a non-smoker, 40% of men and 50% of women, 57% of women, will live to be the age of 90. That's a huge difference. So the conclusion you might reach is when building a retirement income plan, it's probably not a good idea to build that plan based upon your probable life expectancy. It's prudent to build that plan for something longer because longevity statistics show that there's a very good chance that many of you will be alive a lot longer than your probable life expectancy. And this really should, factor, should be a factor in your retirement income plan. And to this point, here's what the Wall Street Journal article wrote. They wrote, the good news is many Americans live a lot longer than they expect. That is indeed good news. The bad news is, is that this, off, this, uh, this, is off, this often leads to financial regret as they realize, sometimes too late, they might have claimed Social Security too early, passed up on the opportunity to buy annuities or long-term care insurance, or simply undersaved for all those added years of retirement. And let's remember, all those added years of retirement, as the Wall Street Journal terms them, are going to be your oldest years. They're going to be your years in your 80s and potentially into your 90s. You know, it was playwright Tennessee Williams who once wrote, you can be young without money, but you can't be old without money. And I have to tell you, no truer words have been spoken. You can be young without money, but you can't be old without money. And this last weekend, Williams' words were reiterated by the Wall Street Journal in their article, again, titled, You Might Live Longer Than You Think, Your Finances Might Not. In the article's closing paragraph, they wrote this, Many people find planning for death is difficult. As a result, they avoid the topic entirely. Yet if they did take time to objectively assess their prospects, they could well find death is much further away than they thought. This could be a source of an entirely different type of stress than they go on to write, but it doesn't have to be that way. When people are objectively informed of this longevity risk, they can start to plan accordingly. And I have to tell you, it is so important to plan for a life expectancy beyond what is probable for you. Understanding longevity risk is essentially arming yourself with more knowledge. And knowledge, as you well know, is power. You know, the United Nations estimates that there are almost 600,000 centenarians, people 100 years old or older, living in the world. This number is almost quadrupled since the year 2000. Can you imagine that? Quadrupled since the year 2000. Now, about 100,000 of these 600,000 centenarians live right here in the United States. In the U.S., there are about 29 centenarians for every 100,000 people. And I have to tell you, given all the medical advances that we're making, do you think that the number of centenarians is going to increase or decrease in coming years? Of course it's going to increase. And more important, do you think that you yourself are going to become a card-carrying centenarian? Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. But what are you going to do when someone suggests that you build a retirement income plan based upon your probable life expectancy, but instead you indeed become a card-carrying centenarian. Are you going to go back to work at age 100? You know, maybe comedian George Burns, remember George Burns? God, he was a funny guy. Maybe he was still capable of working at age 100 years old, but most of us won't be capable. 
George was a really funny guy. I actually watched an interview of George Burns on his 95th birthday. And they asked him, they said, George, how many cigars a day? He answered, eight. They asked him, George, how many martinis a day? And he said, five. Then they asked him, George, what does your doctor say about all that? And he responded, he died years ago. He was really a funny guy. Look, the reality is, is no one knows when they're going to die. Now, many of you are going to live past your probable life expectancy. So you need to develop a retirement income plan to address your longevity. Otherwise, you're going to run the risk of feeling the sting of Tennessee Williams' warning. You can be young without money, but you cannot be old without money. You know, in the Wall Street Journal article that we've been discussing this morning, one of the products that they mention is how to combat longevity risk by using annuity products. So I want to talk a little bit about annuity products for the balance of the time that we have together here and how annuity products can indeed eliminate longevity risk, not just alleviate it, they completely eliminate it. But let me back up for a minute. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever owned a product that just worked really, really well? I bet that you have. In fact, I, in fact, I bet that you probably have experienced a few products like that. Now, on occasion, you might have tried a competitor's alternative product, but you probably haven't found anything that worked as well as the original. You know, some products just really stand the test of time. You know, I think one such product in my life is the simple spring-loaded mousetrap, believe it or not. A simple and remarkably effective product. You put a little piece of cheese in the trap, and with the slightest movement, the spring-loaded arm squishes its prey. The classic spring-loaded mousetrap was first patented by a guy by the name of William Hooker in 1894. And i got to tell you, when I was just a kid, each spring, as the field mice began their migration, I'd see my father strategically laying out five or maybe six of Hooker's mousetraps throughout our home in Worcester, Massachusetts. And I can still hear the screams of a few of my sisters as they'd locate the trap's latest victims. Now today, more than 120 years later, that same simple mousetrap trap design is still in use. There have definitely been a lot of alternatives introduced into the market, yet the basic Hooker design continues, relatively unchanged. It's one of those products that just worked really, really well the first time. So in today's fast-paced world, we tend to think about innovation moving at lightning speed. Everything seems to be evolving so quickly. The computer that we just bought a few years ago is now obsolete. We've gone from desktops to laptops to smartphones, all the way to iPads. The pace of innovation has been amazing. Yet like Hooker's mousetrap, Certain things were just done right the first time. They just work so well, they just work so well, they're darn hard to improve upon. But in spite of that, sometimes that's what we try to do. Let me give you an example of what I mean. In the early 1980s, early 1980s, 401k plans first arrived in the American workplace. And since then, there has really been an explosion of 401k plans within U.S. companies. Now, although the 401k plan was initially designed to supplement company-sponsored pension plans, they've now, for the most part, replaced pension plans, reducing expenses for employers and shifting the responsibility for saving for retirement to you, to the employees. 
Today, more than 40 years later, we see the first wave of 401k retirees entering the golden years. And rather than having pension benefits, guaranteed streams of lifetime income, as previous generations enjoyed, many retirees simply have a lump sum of money in their 401k plan. And unfortunately, in too many cases, the 401k has panned out to be less money than what was anticipated, especially coming off years like 2022. So when you think about your 401k plan, do you worry about running out of money in retirement? Do you think to yourself, have I saved enough in this plan? Do you look back and wonder whether you would have been better off in a pension plan, a plan that guaranteed a stream of lifetime income? You see, you'll hear me make this case in this podcast many times. Retirement is not about an accumulation goal, a pile of assets. Retirement is definitely far more about income, more specifically guaranteed streams of lifetime income, having improved confidence knowing that there's going to be a paycheck arriving in your mailbox each and every month, month after month, for as long as you live. Guaranteed streams of income are somewhat like Hooker's Mousetrap. They just work really well. They're just darn hard to improve upon. In retirement, guaranteed streams of income just work really, really well. But despite that reality, in the early 1980s, harnessed with our innovation mindset, we tried to improve upon guaranteed streams of income, and 401ks arrived on the scene. Now, these products were initially hailed as better, but 40-plus years later, I wonder if that's been the case for you. Should we have abandoned pension plans in favor of 401ks? You know, I got to tell you, throughout the ages, various civilizations, they really understood the value of lifetime guaranteed streams of income. Did you know that in 225 AD, 225 AD, the Roman Empire was providing lifetime payments to its citizens in exchange for a lump sum of money? They actually even composed a crude mortality table upon which to make those payments. Those Romans were very smart people. Then in the 16th and the 16 and 1700s, European governments issued bond-like instruments guaranteeing income for life. Some of those payments even included survivor benefits for your spouse. And then, of course, following America's Revolutionary War, the newly formed Congress passed an act, a program designed to provide lifetime income payments to America's workers. Today, our country's insurance companies fill the role of turning lump sums of money, be they 401k assets or other lump sums, into guaranteed lifetime streams of income. Just think about the power of that statement. A lifetime guaranteed stream of income, an income that you can't outlive no matter how long you live. Like Hooker's Mousetrap, it's just a great retirement strategy, unchanged at its core, but it's evolved in many ways too, with many attractive features added, especially in recent years. You see, having guaranteed streams of lifetime income in retirement is really a risk management tool. As you enter the golden years of your life, you're going to face many retirement threats, ominous possibilities that can derail the best intended retirement strategy. Things such as longevity, just what we've been talking about this morning. How will your savings last for your whole life? How should you proportion your retirement income withdrawals? What if you withdrew too much money too quickly? And what if you withdrew too much money and suffered a loss 
all in the same year. Some of you probably experienced that last year in 2022. You're also going to experience economic cycles, things like up and downs in our economy, recessions or even depressions, either of which can potentially lead to investment losses. And of course, there are going to be unforeseen geopolitical events that might cause losses in U.S. markets. Things like viruses, worldwide pandemics, things like Russians invading Ukraine. We all understand the economic impact of these geopolitical events. And also, as you age, what about the threat of diminished investment acumen? Are you going to be as effective an investor at age 95 as you are today? You know, over time, a reality is, is we're all going to lose a little bit of our cognitive edge. Well, let me tell you, having a guaranteed stream of lifetime income will ensure your retirement lifestyle, regardless of those risks and many others. A steady, predictable stream of income will allow you to enjoy your golden years, free from the worry brought on by threats to your financial well-being. Why wouldn't you employ strategies that help you eliminate risks and threats? You know, there was a time in America and throughout the world where you could retire with the comfort of knowing that you'd be receiving a pension. In a way, a pension was a permission slip to enjoy the final chapter of your life, assured that your lifestyle was guaranteed, whether modest or extravagant. The benefits of a pension were many. It's how generations of our parents and grandparents maintained their dignity during their golden years. They were comforted with the thought that there would be figuratively a retirement paycheck arriving at their door. They had a pension, they had a social security check coming in and they had a pension check coming in. They were permitted to enjoy their golden years with dignity. You know, I can show you how to protect your hard-fought retirement assets from loss. I can give your assets the potential to grow to keep pace with inflation. And the best of all, when you're ready to retire together, you and I, we can turn those assets into guaranteed streams of income that you can't outlive, no matter how long you live. I implore you to contact me, and together we can explore your options. We can develop a strategy that will be coordinated with your other retirement income sources, things like Social Security, to allow you to retire in a lifestyle that is potentially better than you might currently think is even possible. Let me give you my information to kind of wrap up today's podcast. My company is called Boston Independence Group. We're a Massachusetts Incorporated Retirement Firm. We're located in Westboro, Massachusetts. My telephone number is 877-772-1776. Again, that's 877-772-1776. It kind of is the ring of independence. 877-772-1776. And you can also reach me by email. Just use my first name. It's Jerry. Jerry with a G. G G-E-R-R-Y at bostonindependencegroup.com. Jerry at bostonindependencegroup.com. But either by phone or email, pick up the phone and give me a call today. We'd love to speak to you. We'd love to help you realize all of your retirement dreams. Last, you can also visit me on the web at bostonindependencegroup.com. And I do have to tell you, that's a great site to bookmark. It's loaded with tons of helpful advice about a variety of important retirement topics. And it's there, too. You can download a free chapter of my book that's titled Uncomplicated Money and is available on Amazon.com. My book is a series of short stories designed to explain complex financial concepts that every retiree needs to know. 
So you can order your copy today. There's also a Kindle version, all available on Amazon. Well, until next week's podcast, this is Jerry Doherty saying retirement is within reach. I wish you a very good week.